Hello and welcome to another edition of Here's the Pitch. It is sponsored by Masses Restaurants in St. Louis, five locations, stlmasses.com. You can go to that website, take a look at those menus, directions. Again, if you're driving through St. Louis, you enjoy the uh, real-world interviews, anything else you've seen on my channel, go there, take a look. And uh, my guest today is someone who was on the real world, lived in Bloomington, Illinois, which is only two hours away from St. Louis. Mike Lambert, Real World Season 5, unbelievable. Hello, Mike. Two hours, depending on how fast you drive. I drive fast. It's a, it says it's 155, 155 miles, about two and a half from where I live now, but if, from downtown proper. But I just drove to Milwaukee twice in the last uh, four, four weeks. We did a vacation, then I did some work, and the first time was with my family, so it was a little longer. But I, ma I made Milwaukee in five hours. I was pretty excited. So you vacationed in Milwaukee? Vacationed in Lake Geneva. Was okay, that's better. That sounds okay. Worked in Milwaukee. Didn't was not planning to go to yeah. So uh, okay, got it. All right. So there he is, folks. It's unbelievable. And now he's out doing podcasts all over the place. I see. No, I'm kidding. We've been trying to do this forever. Um, and, and Norm has been on the show um, with Judd. I'm trying to get kind of the the people you hadn't seen before. And and then of course now Paramount does the homecoming, so we can see you all the time. But we haven't seen you in a while. So thank you for joining me. Where are you? What are you doing? What's going on? I am currently in Atlantic Beach, Florida, which is northeast. Uh, it's outside of Jacksonville. Um, I still have, after all these years, I'm still doing private investigation. I uh, started my company 20 years ago this year when I was out in California. Uh, I'm co-owner of a men's clothing store slash bar called T-Dubs here in Atlantic Beach. Uh, we've been open about three years. And then co-owner of a, an aesthetic center where we basically remove fat, do fat transfer, skin tightening, and all that, and that's called pure sculpting. We're here in the uh, Jacksonville area and Tampa area. Can we do that remote for me? Just, I have, I, yeah. Absolutely. I have some trouble spots. <laughs> uh, you know what? If you run down here, you'll lose a lot of it. Uh, no, it's, we were just talking about how hot it is. No one wants to hear us complain about yeah, that weather. You go outside and probably lose five pounds instantly. So a lot of businesses, a lot of so is the the, so the PI is the main thing still, or or do you just sort of dabble in yeah. freelance? I'm just dabbling, yeah, dabbling in that, and then uh, the, the the clothing store and stuff is uh, pretty much the one that's keeping me busiest this, these days. Yeah. What what kind of clothing? Everyone's got a store. Well, we, we we call it well. So the Instagram is uh, T Dubs A B T D U B S A B. Um, it's we call it coastal wear. Uh, yes, golf, surf casual some sort like dressy a little bit um and then we have a speakeasy in back uh we got voted best new bar at the beach a couple years ago so yeah it's been a whirlwind but it's been really fun the one thing that sucks though is we opened right before covid so we got through that now things we're starting to learn you know what normal is now at least so but it's been fun so you were on the Miami show. Um, I don't know if you had any background in Florida but now you live in Florida now did, did Miami just bring you to Florida and you're like I'm staying or no, I was actually born and raised uh, just a few blocks from where I am right now. Okay. So when I actually got on the real world, I just did the five-hour trek down to Miami. So obviously Miami is not northeast Florida, as as you probably know. Uh, it's Florida, but up here, we call it southern Georgia. Down there, it's everything but. Um, but still Florida nonetheless. See, that's my problem is I, wanna, I wanted to move to Florida, and my wife's like, well, let's do Jacksonville. It's not all that... And I said, but in the winter, I don't think Jacksonville is it's still a little cool in the, in the January, February. We, we get more of the seasons up here, that's for sure. Miami, I think, stays pretty warm. Although when I was living down there, we did get some cooler temps. But up here, I mean, as it snowed here in, I think, 33 years, that being said, we get down in the 30s, 40s, you know, in the, in the wintertime. So it's nice. 
it's a nice it's a nice change. Now, do people remember you from the show? How often do people say, "Hey," or do you do people want to reach out? Just tell me a little bit about that. As time progresses, the number of people that recognize me digresses. You know what I mean? As you know, it's uh, out of sight, out of mind type of thing. Um, not only that, man. When we were getting recognized, was mainly right after the show. Because keep in mind, it was you know real world and reality TV for that matter was just fresh. So that's what people concentrated on, and everybody watched. And now, you know, everywhere you turn, there's some sort of reality show on. So not only that, everybody that noticed me was pretty much my age. And now that I'm literally in my fifties, uh, I, I don't expect you know twenty three year olds to come up to me that often and say, "Hey, were you?" You know, my mom knows you is what I expect to hear. Yeah, it's funny. We got set up through Norm, and Norm came on. And he was like the first one. I was trying to do this before I even knew of the homecoming thing. Because this was part of like, I was looking at sort of a, what, what else can we do here? I didn't know that there was another guy kind of doing the same thing. And he does it really well. Mike Lewis, by the way, you were just on his podcast. I'll, I'll, because I listened to Yeah. And uh, so I just, my, my mind is always, I was always doing a sports podcast. And then I did some, you know, some former Howard Stern member. I'm like, what can I do next? And I'm like, you know, people don't hear from these real world people. And then here they come out of the woodwork with three different homecomings. Do you watch any of these? Have you seen any of them? Are you watching? Nope. No, I, uh, I, it's funny. I was doing talking to Mike last week. I have not seen since, uh, my season of real world 96. I have never seen one smidgen of any reality TV, even the challenges, everything I did, the, the, um, the reunions, all that stuff. Never seen them. You I, see, I, I refuse to watch them. I was going to say, you seem like you'd be perfect for this run of shows that they've done. Did, did you ever, I mean, do you look back now and think if I would have stuck with that, I could have been Johnny Bananas, even though you probably don't know who that is, or maybe you do, but... I literally heard of Johnny Bananas for the first time. Dan told me about him last week. And I, again, no idea he was on... If I know he's on The Real World, I don't know which one. Um, But yeah, I've heard of him for the first time. But no, you know, I did the... um, I did two of the challenges, um, which I was trying to get on Road Rules to begin with. Um, That's how I got The Real World. Um, So I love the idea of going on the challenges because that's more up my alley, you know, doing the fun stuff instead of sitting around a house all day. Um, But after the second one, the drama, you know, even then I was like 30, you know, 31. And the drama just got to me. And I just had no, I think, you know, they called me maybe two years after my last one in 2002 uh, to do another challenge. I'm like, just take my name off the list. You know, I'm, I don't need this. You know, I, I was staying busy with the PI stuff anyway. So, but I didn't need just the fights, the drama. And I know it was nice TV, if you will, but I didn't need to be a part of that. But what do you think of these people now that just, that was their thing. They got on the real world and then they got on a challenge and they got it. Now they're, now that's their job. I mean, is that yeah, so honestly, crazy to you um, that so Dan, think about Dan from my season and I talk quite a bit. Um, and so he tries to explain this stuff to me and he's like, yeah, all these people doing the challenges and this one guy, he's won like three of them and all this. And I'm like, freaking great. You know, like he's probably doing well. He's probably making, you know, 50, 60 grand. And he's like, no, 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 no. They're making shit some money. I'm like, eh. but I also have to look at it from the standpoint, I'm 50 and these guys, you know, Dan had me look them up and I, they're ripped. You know, they're like 25 and ripped and I'm, you know, 50 years old now, gray hair and I'm fighting, you know, wearing readers. So, I mean, look, the idea is fun. I'd probably do it. In fact, they asked me about it last last year. Yeah, last September. Uh, Cynthia ended up going instead of me. Uh, but I said I'd be up for it just now, just for the fuck of it. You know, why not? So this is breaking news. We may see Mike from season five of Real World. 
I'm more, I mean, that's what's crazy because they now are, I mean, I'm in my mid forties. I'm not as old as you. Um, but you reminded me of me when I watched, if I, if I went on the real world, that's who I would have, we, we would have been kindred spirits. That's how your character would have been me. Just, I, I, this is so ridiculous yeah. and let's party and have a good time. Um, but yeah, now they're bringing all the old people back, so you can go like with the walker and the cane and, and battle Norm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, pull out my bag, brushing my teeth. You know, that'd make great TV, wouldn't it? <laughs> I mean, this is what they're trying to do now. But it, it's amazing how popular it stayed because, and I think the retro thing is interesting too because I have watched these these homecoming things, and they probably don't need to be as many episodes as they are. I think two or three would be enough. But the fact that they put them... Yeah, well, they're eight, right? Yeah, they put them back in the house. Six or eight. Yeah, and they put them back in the house. And then it gets a little... There's a little bit of just a, hey, let's bring in today's problems uh, that, that these sure. people... And I don't know if I need all that. Just Well, I mean, I'm sure they still have to make some sort of, you know, good TV, obviously. They can't just have people sitting around. So I don't know how they're doing it, how they're going about getting them to interact. Uh, but I would imagine they're bringing up some sort of drama from the past. Which, you know, looking back, you know, now again, as, as old as I am, I mean, I'm not that old, but looking back, some of that shit we did, it was just so juvenile, you know? You know, back then it probably seemed fun and, and exciting. And now it's just like, God, this is such petty shit. Would you, would you and your guys from your season, do you think you guys would do that? All go back and live in a house for like a week and. Yeah. So we, uh, honestly, we all agreed to it. Um, I think that was one of the stipulations of, of doing these reunions was that every, uh, every cast member from each season had to agree. Um, and so we thought that our holdouts would be probably Sarah and, um, and Melissa, and nobody could get a hold of them. Well, here you have a PI. So I found them. I actually called Sarah myself, and she's like, yeah, sounds pretty fun to me. And then um, got Melissa's info, and I think Flora called her, and she just had a baby, Melissa, that is, I think this past year at the age of 48, maybe 49. Uh, but I think she said she'd be into it. So uh, Joe was into it. Cynthia's into it. Dan was into it. I'm into it. So uh, I think we have all affirmatives. It's just now a matter of getting a greenlit. Well, this sounds exciting. I mean, this was a fun season. It was. It came off the London season, which was sort of dark. Did you watch any of these beforehand? Did you watch London? I did. I watched all of the ones before mine. I did. I watched all the ones before mine. Um, yeah, and I got into it just like anybody did back then. I was, what, 22, 23 at the time. Uh, but then Road Rules came out. Um, you know, with Mark on there and Kit and uh, Mark, another Florida boy who he and I ended up becoming pretty good friends. Uh, but I just wanted to do road rules. And it kind of segued into me getting in the final, uh, you know, they flew me up to New York a couple times. And I'm like, okay, I got this. And then they're like, no, sorry. It's like, well, why in the hell did you fly me up? And uh, they sent me out on a date with a camera. I'm like, okay, this is odd. And the girl who I was with ended up telling me quietly, because uh, we were mic'd up. She's like, they want you for the real world. I was like, no, <laughs> no, no, I don't want that. You know, I don't want that. But um, then they kind of told me what the house was going to be, you know, the pool, the jet skis, the jacuzzi, you know, on the beach and in the heart of modeling season. And I was like, all right, sold, sold. You got me. So did you do like what everyone did back then? Just send to MTV like at the end of the show. They're like, hey, it's MTV. We're, we're casting for this. Is that what you did? I did. You know, I did exactly that. I set up, I think it was about a 12-pound VHS recorder. Set it up there. Just hit record. And at the time, I was managing a restaurant. Um, and so I you know, just gave him my spiel. Hi, I'm Mike. I live in wherever 
Ponte Vedra Beach, Florida at the time, uh, manage a restaurant. I don't even know what I said. I'm sure it's in the vault somewhere. Uh, but because they were starting a business, that remember that season they were starting a business? I think uh, I was the last piece of the puzzle. Everybody had been cast but myself. Um, and so they needed to fill the void of that, you know, that all-American guy. You know, they had the black. They had the get, you know, blah, blah, blah. And they had to fill the all-American guy. And so I happened to be in business mode. So I think I just happened to fit that slot. And uh, that's how I got cast. I mean, isn't it amazing that as you look back, and that was the fifth year of the real world, and still reality TV wasn't happening, but how smart Murray, uh, Jonathan Murray, and Bonham, uh, Mary Ellis Bunimore, to, to have this idea of not only, I mean, obviously season one was just, just an idea, but by season two, it's like, all right, what we need is a black guy, a gay guy. We needed this, we needed that. And, if, yeah. and they had this idea of not only just putting people, but types because now you watch i mean you don't but i still watch i still watch survivor i'm almost over all of them um but it's still the same prototype you have to and now you're getting into let's put a transgender or let's it's so or hey we need let's get more black people because we don't want just one and it's not fair isn't that amazing when you think back about what what they were doing and and just tell me a little bit about that came up i mean it's like bread they came up with the perfect recipe you know, like it just worked. Everything they did worked. Everybody they, they cast, I think, worked. Um, and yes, as time has progressed, now you have to, you know, get, you know, more racial uh, than transgender. I don't. Are they doing transgender now? I don't even know. I don't know. I haven't seen. Like, I, I haven't seen. But I, you know, but you got to keep in mind that they started with the gay, uh, with the gay, with the gay. My, it was like my big brother Norm. Uh, but Norm was like the first, I think, openly gay man on TV on something like that and they knew that that stuck so they had to stick with that they had to stick with a you know a black person that um and then a bitch (laughs) as you will but they stuck with it and you know what um i have nothing but mad respect for everybody that's done it you know they all went in knowing that they were probably cast as a certain type but they were all themselves everybody and i think that's great and as at least up to the point where i stopped watching everybody seemed pretty true to themselves because i've met Almost all of them, either my obviously my season, but before as well, and some after. Uh, but everybody just seemed pretty genuine. You, you said you talked to Dan a lot off the season. Just how did how did you guys continue that relationship? What what made it him be the person that you kind of stayed in touch with the most? Well, actually, I stay in touch with quite a well from my season, probably Dan the most. Um, and honestly, it's uh, social media. You know, if, if what was it? I don't even know how long Facebook's been around 10, 15 years. But before that, you know, we probably never would have had a chance to even connect. And now with the social media, like, hey, friend request, ah, message, done. Um, but Dan, I don't know, I just love Dan. Dan's just such a character. And then about two months ago, maybe a month and a half ago, I saw Joe for the first time. Uh, he came to visit. He was coming to a wedding down in St. Augustine, which is about an hour south. And first time I had seen him since we used to do these college speaking tours and we caught up for like two hours, just laughed our asses off, uh, talked about the possibility of the reunion. He's like, I'm in, you know, let's do it. Um, Cynthia and I, same thing, just uh, through messaging, talk a little bit. Um, and then I called Sarah uh, two months ago when I got her number and we talked for about two hours just catching up, you know, and she's doing well out in California. So yeah, it's nice to be able to, you know, connect the way we do, you know, as much as social media is kind of a pain in the ass, if you ask me, it really kind of connects people and, you know, keeps people in touch when, you know, when, when I was growing up, 
you never, you know, you left high school, you're probably never going to see your friends again. You know, you're in the same boat, that same age. You know, our parents always said, enjoy your friendships now. Yeah. Because they're going to be gone and now you got them. Yeah, I remember maybe around 2010, all of the high school, all my high school buddies and, and, and girls and everybody started and we, everybody just... And it was like, wow, oh, we're we're back, you know, we're back in high school, which I hated high school, but it was fine. I liked seeing a lot of people I hadn't seen. I I went to the ten year yeah. reunion, and then it was over. <laughs> like we stopped talking. It was like, oh, this was fun. Okay, I remember why I didn't want to talk to you anymore. But that's pretty cool. You guys still keep in touch. I get the sense Joe did not enjoy his time, but he wrote a book and all. Of it. But 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 tell me a little bit about him because he was kind of the. I know he was brought in because the business thing. They're like, let's bring a business guy in to help get this business thing yeah, started. Yeah. And he- well, I mean, Joe is uh, incredibly business savvy. Um, uh, I think he's kind of retired now. He's been uh, doing this charity work for years now, philanthropy, if you will. Uh, but I also think it had a lot to do at the time with his, you know, Amazon girlfriend, uh, Nikki. I think they like that dynamic. You know, you have a guy who's five foot seven and then a girl who's six foot three. Um it just seemed like good TV at the time. But Joe, um, incredibly smart, incredibly sweet, and incredibly genuine, too. Um, but, I, yeah, he enjoyed his time. You know, get, keep in mind, I was the only guy. There was three guys, and I was the only one that drank and partied. Joe and Dan didn't drink. I think Dan maybe drank a little. So I was kind of, you know, in a corner on my own. When we'd go out, I'd go do my thing. Um, but Joe and I still to this day just remain, you know, great friends. You, I've, and the, the people I've talked to mentioned by by season, but the season they got on, let's say Judd from season three or whoever else, Mike from season right. four, I've had on. Um, yep. You learned how to kind of get away from the camera. Was that kind of what you were? You kind of figured that out. Is like, hey, listen, if I go out and don't tell them where I'm going, they can't follow me. Or did what was just? I can't imagine that dynamic of waking up and cameras being, and you know, hey, I'm gonna have breakfast here. I'm in my boxers, and there's. Tim yeah, well, when you, when you start, you know, you start the show, you you are told basically you have to tell them wherever you go. Keep in mind that we didn't have cell phones; we had pagers, so we had a thing called the bat phone. You had to you know call in, say here's where I'm going, so they get the camera crew and stuff ready. And we were told in the beginning, hey, don't wander off, don't do any of that. We're like, okay. As time progresses, you you find ways to get away from it. Um, and yeah, I, obviously after a while, you got cameras around you all the time. You want to get the fuck away, like you know this. It gets old sometimes. Not only that, nobody can tell you at first when they first have cameras on you that it's natural. There's nothing natural about that. In due time, it becomes a little, you know, you become a little more used to it. But um, there were times when you just had to get away and you found ways to do it. And don't get me wrong. I mean, looking back, you know, I was 24 years old. I got reprimanded. Now I laugh at it. Back then I was like, my bad. I'm sorry. But, you know, looking back, it's like, shit, I'll do it again. You had so much fun. Now you had one of the most amazing scenes of any real world ever. As uh, before, it all became threesomes and, and bathtubs. But this this is the biggest scene of of reality television. No one had ever seen anything like this, and people are. I, I thought you meant. I thought you were going to talk about when Joe and I had to dip the dog's penis in sugar. I don't. Oh, no, I don't remember not. that. No, give me. I don't know if you. I, I mean, it's been twenty years, yeah. but this becomes your big scene, and you know that everyone's outside listening in. Yeah. Was that odd for you for, you know, hey, mom, don't watch this one tonight. This is going to be weird. Or, and yeah, and no, give us what happened. Tell, every, tell, tell everybody what happened. No, you know what? I, uh, I'm i going to leave a little mystery in that one. And also, well, I'll tell you right now, my family knows. Me. Like, they, you know, I didn't really hide anything. And I kind of laughed. You know, a few family members were like, 
you know, eye rolling, but at the same time, they're like, yeah, that's expected. Um, but as far as what happened, I kind of want to leave some of that a mystery. Maybe we'll save it if there is a, a reunion. Uh, but out of respect to like Melissa and stuff, I think, you know, I'm just gonna, what you saw is pretty much what happened, to be honest with you. Of course, there's behind the scenes that you can only hear. Um, and to be honest, I had about 14 doers and sodas that night. So I'm not, you know, mind is a little foggy, probably other parts foggy too. Uh, but, um, definitely a, a scene that I will be known for probably until, uh, until I'm six feet under. It's funny. And it's funny that you just said that. Cause I think about all the drinking. I did a lot of binge drinking up until about 39 years old. I was enjoying and t- I was having fun. And, uh, you know, there's no cameras and there was no documentation. There was no Instagram. There was no Facebook. I'm very yeah. thankful yeah. for that, but I'm also curious what that would have looked like. I'm happy that there's only a few little remnants of times where there was parties. I can't imagine having to have the camera there for a, a situation like that and going and, oh, yeah, that was, well, okay, I guess I was, yeah, I, I, I could see how that would be like, yeah, whatever yeah, I, mean, I was drinking. You and I are in the same boat. It's just for six months or whatever, I had a camera on me. That's it. Once those cameras are gone, I continue to be the same person, do the same stuff. Uh, but to document it, it was with, you know, disposable cameras and all that, because obviously no cell phones or anything then. But, um, yeah, it was it was a unique experience, uh, to say the least. And then, Melissa, you mentioned you just got in touch with what is she up to? And how, do, how does one I know you don't want to dig into how you do your job, but like how does one kind of dig in if you can't find them on social media? The, give me the. Um, yeah. So I never talked to Melissa. Flora did. I believe Flora did. Um, and I just found out she was living in L.A. Um, and just as a P.I., um, it's basically skip tracing. It's just finding people. So what I do, uh, do work for like banks and uh, finance companies, stuff like that. Uh but yeah, I found her and I was like, okay, anybody want to call her? And I she gave the number to Dan and he gave it to Flora. And uh, I guess Flora talked to her for a while and found out she had a baby and um, told her what they were kind of interested in for, for a reunion. And uh, word on the street is she said yes. So, which was uh, completely unexpected, to be honest with you. I really, in fact, I thought Sarah would be like, no, no, I'm good. But Sarah was in on it as well she's like absolutely so they're just out raising families right they're not there's no hollywood they're nothing exciting like not exciting i don't know what melissa does uh i know she's living in california but i don't know what she's doing or anything like that i would think if she was trying to get an entertainment you could probably google it and find it um and i did and i didn't see anything so i have a feeling she's either you know a housewife or you know just working a, a great job that doesn't have anything to do with tv yeah and then Flora was a, one, uh, like one of a kind. The whole season just had these different characters of people. Like you'd never seen like a Flora on there who was just biting and and fun. And, and to tell me a little bit about just kind of kind of catching up with her. Um, so Flora and I did um, we did a challenge together, um, and right up we were supposed to do it. I think September thirteenth, two thousand one, fly down to Cabo. Um, then nine eleven happened, so they had to postpone our which I didn't know she was going to be on it, uh, but they postponed it. And so we ended up going down like three weeks later once the airlines let us fly again. And uh, Flora was my partner. So we had all had partners for the uh, challenge. Flora was mine. And it was just like we picked up just like that, you know, and it was what, four or five years later. And uh, we were voted off, not voted off, but lost whatever thing it was pretty early but it was just great to spend time with her and see her and catch up um and now we're friends on facebook and we message each other once in a while uh but she's living down in south florida got a beautiful daughter who's 
like a badass tennis player, apparently, like ranked. So, but she's doing well. And then Dan told me she was actually on an episode of um, uh, something where they mess up your body. Um, I don't know what it is, but it's some TV show. And uh, somebody said it the other day. I just can't remember the name of it. But apparently she's doing pretty well, though. Probably something on TLC that my wife watches, I would say, probably. Probably. Are you married, kids? What's going on with you in Florida? No ring on this finger. I was engaged when I was living out in California. Um, just never happened. She's still one of my best friends. Um, no kids. Had a dog. Passed away a few years ago. And now I'm just back to 24-year-old real-world Mike. Is that true? Oh my! <laughs> just going around doing whatever. Oh, my goodness. This is the most exciting. Yeah, it's not bad. It's not bad. I mean, I live on the beach, you know, so I spend most of my time down there. I get up every morning religiously with my coffee in the summer, iced coffee, head down there for a swim, little run or swim, you know, whatever it is, a frolic, I I like to call it these days. Um, and then uh, getting some traveling in, you know, um, go back to California quite a bit and then heading overseas in, in a couple months. So, yeah, life is good. I think they need to do another another real real world and you just get thrown in with all the kids. No. <laughs> what? So what was it like after the show aired? I mean, did you get, was it crazy? Like, because now we've done five seasons and that was a very happy, people love this cast. Was it like all the time people noticing you and you're doing these clubs and colleges? Tell me just about that last, the yeah, next couple of years. Uh, it, it was strange going places at first. Obviously, while it aired, um, we're getting noticed all the time. Um, again, like I said earlier, you know, as time goes on, it diminishes, but it was, it was crazy going to these colleges. We did, um, I did a speaking one at university of all places, university of Miami with, I think three other people. I, I want to say puck was one of them. Uh, but there was like four of us from, you know, previous real worlds and there was, you know, several thousand people there. So, it, you know, it was odd the amount of people, but you got to remember it's colleges. It was huge in colleges back then. So going to see people who just were that enamored and then doing like charity events. And I, I got to tell you, the weirdest thing is was signing autographs. Like I just, I've never been that guy to seek one. And so just to sign was just very odd for me. I'm like, I'm just me, man. You know, it was, I mean, I did it obviously, it, uh, but yeah, just a very odd feeling, but it did have its perks too. I was just going to say, I don't want to give away any ex exciting secrets you may tell on Homecoming, but was this, I mean, were you just taking it all in? And, and I mean, by taking it all in, taking it all, just doing what you would expect. That's some... not prison talk, is it? <laughs> I don't know. No, I, uh, yeah, I, you know, I, I enjoyed it. Look, I enjoyed it. Um, there are great aspects to it. I was telling Mike last week, you know, I, I don't understand how some of these, you know, and I'm not lumping myself by in, in any means with all this, but like those celebrities, like the Brad Pitts, the, you know, the, the A-listers, how they live their life, you know, going out, you know, and for, just for a little while we go out, people would notice you and say, Hey, or whatever, but you know, have cameras follow you, not in a filming way, but more of a paparazzi way. I don't know how those people do that nonstop. I mean, that, I guess you just get immune to it after a while, but it just seems so odd to me. And we just had a fraction of that and just for a little while and it was fun odd a bit i just i never understood that um and it had its perks but yeah it's just it's not something i don't think i could ever get used to at all yeah there was a tiktok and my wife watches tiktok all the time i check it every once in a while and it was just justin bieber coming home from his house going you know going into his apartment and just people are mobbing him and this one woman just keeps yelling can i get a hug can i get a hug 
And he's like, I'm, I'm just coming from the gym. I just want to go inside. And I, I could understand that, although I would, I think I could figure out a way of making it work. <laughs> yeah. You, you, do you want to hug too? <laughs> I would, not from Justin. I would just, I'm a hugger. I, my wife hates when I say that, yeah. but I'm a hugger. I like to hug. What's wrong with that? I, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody should embrace that. I mean, obviously not during COVID, but other than that, everybody should embrace that. But yeah, I, I don't understand that, that whole mentality. I just don't know how they deal with it. But again, it's just something they must just get used to. And, I, you know, some people probably actually I know a lot of people these days because of reality and the way it started. People just want to be famous just to be famous for no other reason than just to be famous. And I've heard people say that before. When I, I lived in California for 13 years. Um, moved back here back in 2010. And I just met so many people. They're like, you're on the real world. Can you help me? I'm like, I was on the real world years ago. No, I can't help you. I'm like, what do you want to do? Are you an actor, you know, singer? No, I just want to be famous. I'm like, well, good luck. You know, go do something. I don't know. I always wonder, like, you know, there's these would you rather games. And like one of the questions that gets asked every time, would you rather be Kim Kardashian or Bill Gates? So you're going to make money. One person doesn't have to really do anything and the other has to be smart and i always wonder what the country i think the country thinks kim, kim kardashian versus bill gates i think it's like i don't know i don't want to i don't want to kiss kanye west <laughs> so i could say i'd rather be bill gates yeah no that, that that's a uh, very philosophical question though brad well I, <laughs> that's a tough one to answer it's the one yeah i hear it and you hear these like radio shows podcasts i listen to um but it's it makes you think. And by the way, I think you're you are kind of you have to catch up on this the celebrity bullshit. Kanye is now with Pete Davidson, okay? This comedian on SNL. It's been going on forever. Oh, I love SNL. I know Pete Davidson, yeah, yeah. Well, look, I mean there's there's some shit you just can't miss. As much as I don't like any of that, nor do I keep up with it, I mean it's thrown in your face. You know what I mean? It's like coming out of your mom's vagina. You're gonna see light eventually. Did not have to have that image in my head, but thanks. That's, that's good. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. So, you know what I mean? It's just there. No matter what, it's there. No, you, you can't avoid it. So, um, but yeah, no, I'd take the Bill Gates on that one. Um, <laughs> so uh, the real world, would you, I mean, it sounds like you would do it again, right? If, if not, I'm not saying now, but I'm just saying if, if your experience was great and if they said, hey, we wanted, when, when, five years from now, we want to do this again – how many people do you think say, no, I never want to do it again? What's the percentage? Let's say, and we can talk about maybe the first 15 years, you know, because then it just became. Yeah. 90% would probably say no. I, I mean, look, for that duration of time, at least. I mean, look, we're all older now. Everybody has jobs, families, you know, to go there and say you're going to sit there for five or six months and do it again. It's virtually impossible for most people these days, unless you're in your early 20s. Not just the experience of all of it, just everything that came. The experience itself, um, if there were no other factors involved, you know, like families and all that, I would probably do it. I would maybe not five or six months, but I'd probably do it. Look, it was fun. Uh, And knowing now uh, what I didn't know then, um, there's really good things to come after that. And not just what you do, but the people you meet and the friendships you forge. It's it. I think that made the experience more worth it than anything. It's funny too because we and I've mentioned this with each of your other castmates because it it is sort of like a, a high school that everyone got to watch, and so it's interesting that you guys all do try to keep. I mean, now because of this Paramount show, I mean, there's people definitely trying to get in touch with each other. Um, but you could you could see where people wouldn't want to be in touch. But it seems like to me, especially these earlier years, 
like I talked, like I said, Mike from he's from St. Louis, and he was on the, the yeah, love Mike. talks to Neil. I mean, he's still they, they, there's still these conversations that are being had with you people after six. You've known each other for six months, and that's it. You could you could just go your separate ways, but it's something yeah, that you yeah. guys did that was special. And obviously, I called you because I was interested. I liked that show. It's interesting that you guys still wanted to talk to each other because it could just be twenty years ago. Who cares? But I, I find that interesting. Yeah, you know, and again, Brad. Five years after the real world, if you would ask that, I probably would have said, fuck no. But you know what? We've all grown up. You put petty shit behind you. And now I think it'd be extremely interesting to hang out with him for a couple of weeks, you know? Just, just to, first of all, to reminisce. Well, I take, let me take that back. First of all, just to see everybody, see how they're doing. Second of all, to reminisce. Um, who knows if there'd be arguments again? There could be. I mean, I, I'll, I'll be the first one to admit I did the, the Dan and Melissa thing. I kind of instigated that a little bit. And looking back, it's so stupid. But, you know, now as I'm growing up, I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, I'd love to. I, I really would, just to see them. So the show is not on Paramount. I didn't see any in, on YouTube. But I still remember Dan's reaction. <laughs> I think that face he makes when she calls him, what, Flamer, right? I think it's when she... Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the face yeah, he makes, I yeah, can it's... still see in my head because it... He just, it's the funniest, it's fun. It's a, yeah, let's be honest, Dan is very, um, his emotions are never held back. And he is, uh, yeah, anything you see from Dan is authentic, that's for sure. And it's a little eccentric, but yeah, that's Dan. Did you have any favorite moments of being there, just with either the cast being on TV, the part you know, that we saw or maybe you didn't see? Was, was there, when you look back at that yeah. experience... I look back at it as, um, yeah, there were some great moments. Um, off, so we were in South Beach, and I'm 24 years old. Um, and at the time, South Beach was kind of the mecca of party. You know, all these bars, all the celebrities were down there. Uh, Steven Tyler were hanging out. I mean, just all these people. And so we got to go to all the clubs and hang out and do all that stuff. And again, at the age of 24, that was heaven. You know, for for a guy like myself to sit there with all these models around and celebrities and everything was VIP and comped, that was heaven. I mean, I can't lie. Um, and then, but the house we lived in, you know, it was, I don't know, it was great. Everything but the pay was great. <laughs> What's their pay? It was like we, 500 bucks or whatever? Yeah, well, you know, they gave us money to start a business. Um it was 50 grand and in South Beach, nobody's going to start a fucking business with $50,000. So at the end, they just decided to split it and give it to us. So 50 divided by seven, we each, you know, got a little check and that was it for five and a half months, six months of filming, whatever it was. Not the best. I will say that was a wonderful storyline to have that you guys just couldn't get your shit together to get a bit. Like Joe was like, guys, we need, it. and then like Sarah's out skateboarding, you're out drinking. It was just, a, that was the yeah. funniest thing. There was no way that was going to happen. And I think they knew that. And I think that was the TV that they wanted to create, right? So we, um, like, my idea was to throw a party because we had access to all these celebrities, the bars, uh, everything. And I wanted to throw a party to raise money for a charity. Brought it up, talked to our producers, and they went to the top. And they were like, nope, because they knew it would be too easy. You know, they wanted to see us fight and all that. But, uh, yeah, that got nixed. And that kind of bummed me out. Well, I mean, it was a great season. Again, people remembered the show, especially my age. My wife was like, oh, this is very exciting. I mean, it it was a fun time. It remind, it just takes you back. The 90s were fun. There was none of this bickering yeah. and the politics. And no one gave a shit about politics. You know, it just, it was fun. And the MTV was just, there was bright colors. And it was a good, it was a good time. Um, so it was fun. Yeah, the, uh, the 90s, that, that to us was like the 90s now was like the 60s to our parents. 
Right. You know, it was, it was just so simple. And now everything you write is just fucked up. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see you on Paramount. Plus, uh, thank you for joining me. And I thank you uh, here for joining me once again. Here's the pitch, sponsored by Masses Restaurants. Five locations, stlmasses.com. We'll see you tomorrow.